But I think, oh, fuck. You know what? I'm going to talk completely out of my ass here. Oh, we, do maybe it. you should Google it first and then talk out of your ass. Maybe no, I prefer to just resource. talk out of my ass. Okay. Um, no, just, let them, just let them get added. Okay. Fact checking is the death of podcasts. <laughs> Welcome back to my first anime, our first season covering Cowboy Bebop. Today we'll be doing sessions 21 to 23. I'm Chris Bailey. Uh, this is Salvador, also known as Monkey. Hey, I'm Anthony Vaught. Uh, this is overall, I think, kind of a light one for me. Probably the weakest run in the entire series, I think. Your weakest three episodes. Uh, well, like, weakest run. Not necessarily the weakest three. I see. But, while we're talking weakest three, let's start with session 21, Boogie Woogie Feng Shui. God damn, this episode. Written by Sadayuki Murai and Shinichiro Watanabe. Good segue. Yeah, dude. <laughs> widely recognized as the worst episode in the series, and i th- almost certain that I agree. <laughs> How do you feel about that? The last comment I have is weak. Yeah, it's, uh... The whole thing makes no goddamn sense. Like, I don't understand this episode. What's the point of this episode? I hate the fact that it's a Jet episode, because it's, like, not even Jet's story. Like, it's it's nobody's, like, story. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Yeah, I know what you mean. The whole thing just feels rushed to me. Like, it felt like it could have been good if it had been, like, twice as long. But instead, it just feels like they're mashing a bunch of half-baked plot lines together. To me. I don't know. I just don't think it was a strong episode in general. It didn't feel... Like, it wasn't as fun as their other non-plot-driven episodes. Even some of the dialogue was, like, extra cheesy. Mm Mm-hmm. Like with Jet being kind of weird. I mean, it still <laughs> fell into some a lot of the like the stuff that they do, where you know, like Jet goes straight noir style on a, with an old buddy story. Like all that's felt right, but it's just the the frame that they put the episode in. Yeah. All right. I guess I'll just start walking through what I have, and we'll see if that takes us anywhere. Okay. Well, first <laughs> of all, I have a beautiful shot of Ayn lying on the couch. We have to always talk about Ayn. It's a sort of um of him laying on the couch. I'm going to rename the podcast, actually. <laughs> Ayn levels. <laughs> and then we get a... I think Jet says he got a message from uh, Pal, which is what the guy's name, and he's mm-hmm. the third feng shui master. Which, what does that fucking mean? Dude, he's a master of, like, balancing room decorations. That's what feng shui is, right? Ways, like, That's what we assume feng shui is. Yeah. <laughs> but I think... Oh, fuck. You know what? I'm gonna talk completely out of my ass here. Oh, we, Let's do maybe it. Maybe you should Google it first and then talk out of your ass? Maybe no, I prefer to just talk out of my ass. Okay. Um, nope, just, let them, just let them get added. Okay. Fact checking is the death of podcasts. <laughs> <laughs> Based on the context of the episode, I'm going to say that feng shui has rooting in elements 
and balance of the universe and stuff like that. Not just necessarily. It, yes, it, it is how we think of like furniture decoration, Animal Crossing or whatever, but because it, it's because it balances certain energies and causes them all to flow into the center in a certain way. Like at the in the episode, they go to the top of that tower and she calls out like for uh, Suzaku, Biako. Uh, who are the other two bad guys in Yu Show? Jules. <laughs> yeah, but Anthony would know. I don't remember the names. Um, yeah, I don't remember the name of the other two. Also, they, one of the they best animes like ever but... made. Just saying, Yu Hakusho. If anybody has not watched it, please watch it. It's fantastic. <laughs> but they're like uh, the manifestations of, I guess, like the four elements or like the four cheese or energy types or something. I don't know that much about it, but they well, appear in basically everything cheese. with mythology. Four. Uh, um three oh yeah the or yes, chi comes from three places she was saying yeah yeah she says it's heaven earth and uh, magnetic right so chi is probably different than whatever the four dudes are related to i think it was just an attempt at a spiritual take on feng, feng shui well i think feng shui is inherently spiritual yeah but that, i yeah because even, like, the reason that people decorate that way is to have balance in their lives and stuff. It's not technically about just the couch. <laughs> right. Yeah, that that part I kind of knew about. But I guess if you can, like, balance perfectly, you can, I don't know. I don't know what the master part of the feng shui is. Like, well, I, I get, like, that you could be good at it, but I don't understand what that gives you. Other than maybe good luck. I don't understand how he's, uh, what's it called, the third best feng shui master. And he works for the fucking syndicate. How is that, like, feng shui whatsoever? Well, it seems like everyone we meet either works against or for the syndicate. Yeah, but, like, I don't understand what's the point. I don't understand how he's a feng shui master if he's, like, working for the bad guys. I think they, like, gave, like, a two-sentence explanation halfway through. Mm. He was just giving them some data, and then once he got, because of what he is, he knew too much almost instantly, so he can't get out now. Yeah, he, he, was, a, he was a CI, basically. Yeah. So we, uh, what's called, I guess we get Jet visiting the grave, right? Mm-hmm. Where the Blues Brothers try and kill him. Yeah. <laughs> Good. Yep. Mm, yep. <laughs> Please. Well, actually, um, um, those guys are homages to the Blue Brothers. Like, they're not... I would certainly think so. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, they just take some pop shots at Jet slash, uh, what is her name? Is it Maybe? Mayfee? Maple? Mayfi? I I didn't write it down because I'm like, I'll remember. <laughs> yeah, I thought it was Maeve, isn't it? It's not maybe, that's Arrested Development. <laughs> oh, yeah, you're right, you're right. <laughs> it's it's M-E-I-F-A, so Mayfi? Mayfa? Mayfa? Yeah, it'd be Mayfa. Maybe somebody should... It's ah, Mayfa. I'm going to talk out of ass. okay, never mind. M-E-I-F-A, Mayfa. Mayfa, okay. Yeah, if that's how it's spelled, that should be how... That's the American pronunciation is Mayfa. That should be the Japanese pronunciation, too. So, what's called? Is he rescues Jet behind a gravestone, and he pulls out her tablet, which is the weirdest thing ever. She gotta get I the e-reader on, bro. Yeah, I guess so, whatever. She pulls it out, and she's like, oh, let me search for a way. And she's like, I found a way. And she grabs Jet and runs away. And we're like... And I'm like... The Blue Brothers was just really bad shots. <laughs> because they're not doing anything special. They're just running away. <laughs> they get that uh, fucking the aim of the, the... I'm not going to make that joke again. 
Yeah. <clears throat> they have shitty aim. <laughs> you saved it. Good job. Nailed it. That's why people come for quality podcast experience. Yeah, and then they, I guess, they dive into the water. Is that what happens? Yeah, she just jumps. They just, or, No, well, first they jump. They leave the area. They jump onto, like, one of those tour buses or semis, I think, one of the two. I don't think it was a semi. It looked like a tour bus, and then from there they jumped into the water. Yeah, which, to give this episode some credit, the chase music is very understated, but I think very good. And then I do enjoy them coming out of the water because she comes out and she's like, <gasps> getting his breath. <laughs> Jet just comes out like just like like eyes already open. Just fuck it. Yeah. She doesn't even gasp for air. Well, Jet, Jet has dived into the water several times. I'm, I guarantee it. Yeah, he. You know. Well, this is actually where we learn that Jet is a robot. <laughs> Spoiler, dude! I didn't get that. And so they go back to the bebop, which is uh, docked on the fucking water. Of course, they have to dry out the clothes, Mayfa and uh, Jet, and fucking um, Spike and Faye are just talking about them. This is hilarious. Faye and Ed Snoop and then Spike walks in. Yeah, exactly. And they're, they're debating on, like, she's, like, assuming that they're in love, and Spike's like, no, she's too young, and Ed's making rhymes about, like, younger Yep. And then he's like, no, I should be too old for that. <laughs> it's like, older, older, something. <laughs> I basically wrote down uh, Spike saying she's, uh, he's too old and Faye says, does a thing. Like, there's a little thing about it. And then fucking, I fucking love this scene. Ed just starts solving food. Oh, yeah. She... <laughs> and right, Ed, she's like, are you the secret love child? <laughs> And she asked him if he was Jet's girlfriend and stuff like that. Like, what the fuck? This is such a weird episode. I don't understand this whatsoever. I think my favorite... <laughs> yeah, she... Are you Jet's girlfriend or his thing? And then she runs up the stairs going, All is fair in love and war! <laughs> <laughs> it's so good. And then from that, like, perfect, like, Ed moment, we go straight into... I think straight into, like, the four gods talk. The three chiefs. Yeah, talk. probably. And I, that's when I, I was starting to write like shit down to keep it intact. And at the end of it, I think I gave up. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I don't think it. Re- this episode, maybe I'm an idiot, but I don't think it really makes good on any of the spirituality that it's maybe going for. No, it's weird because uh, to me, the spirituality is like really good. Whenever Spike is like meeting the shaman and stuff like that, like all that's very interesting. For being an episode of all spirituality, it's just like. This is just really all dumb luck. There's no, like, there's no logic behind, it. not, well, you can't, I can't say logic, but the spirituality, but it's like, it makes no sense that spirituality is a thing in this, in this story. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Which, I have to call out Jet being weird when they're talking on the bench. Well, well first of all, is Universal Feng Shui a thing, like? Because they talk about universal feng shui, so I was wondering if that yeah, was a we, thing or not. I think that's what we were talking about <coughs> earlier. I'd okay. imagine it's a real belief system, but... I was just saying, it could be just regular feng shui, and since they li- live in space, it could be universal feng shui. I was wondering if there was a difference or something like that. But, oh, I don't know. Yeah. But yeah, legit was being weird. I don't like this at all. Like, it's so weird to see Jet like this with a very young girl. Like, you know what I'm saying? I could be your boyfriend. Yeah. Yeah. I I mean older brother. 
I, will, I, I do want to backtrack one second before we go into this stuff, but yeah, go nuts. Jet was eating the ice cream. Oh yeah, oh, I, was about I to did enjoy that. that. I've never seen someone so inactive in eating ice cream before. <laughs> I, I like the fact that Mayfa's like, it's like you cone, you cone, and Jet just takes all the bites out of his. Ice yeah, cream. he's <laughs> and a fucking... but he, like when you first see him, he's just like staring at the cone, like it, like like he just he just hates it, but he doesn't want to show it. The the fact that he's um what's it called he ate all the ice cream and doesn't get any brain freeze like he's a fucking trooper. Yeah, he's a man. Yeah, he is a man. He probably did the tongue trick where you just hold it up to the roof of your mouth. That does not. Yeah, work. but then the, your mouth gets cold. Well, that's it's better than having a brain freeze. Uh just just real quick to be to be fair to Jet, he is has been shown to be pretty awkward in most social situations. He, not that he awkward. He's also a lonely guy. Come on. It's a yeah. beautiful. I don't know how old she is. It's crazy. I think she's like. I think she's like twenty, give or take a cup, give or take. Yeah, I guess so. He could do. And 20. he's thirty-seven, technically. He's yeah, forty-seven. So I thought he was he, fifty-five. He, no, no, Jet's thirty-seven. Yeah, thirty-six. He Thank looks you. really old for thirty-seven years year old. He's seen some shit. Yeah, you're right. <laughs> I love Jet though. Jet's great. Which still creepy Jet, but. Eh, I, I, I had to look it up to know owns. how creepy he was being. Hey, love is love, <laughs> Owens, okay? You can't judge by age. Age is by a number. I can and I will. <laughs> so there was a noir scene immediately after the fucking ice cream, right? Mm-hmm. And, like, I wrote this down because it was... I went back and played it. It may not be exactly word for word, but it's like every time we solved a mystery, it leads to another one more darker deeper i was like there's nothing dark and deep about this episode (laughs) (laughs) i must they either like translated that differently or it blew past me that feels like something i would have caught oh Oh, it was so bad i remember i remember that that scene completely not right down the note but that's the funniest thing i've heard it was so bad that feels like something that would come out of a community episode where they're parodying noir (laughs) it's about something completely (laughs) irrelevant just said that this is just a bad episode. <laughs> this is not good. Uh, we do get a pretty fun scene right after that, though. Ed playing with the thing? Well, when they're just blowing smoke in her face. <laughs> oh, yeah, that was good. And Jet says, go smoke outside, and then it just cuts to them smoking outside. Since when? Since my You guys ship. completely missed the part where they get the fucking sunstone. That's that's because it's so... Uh, <laughs> doesn't matter. Oh, actually, no, because I did write Jet's favorite weapon. <laughs> Because he orders so a bottle God, to hit the dudes with. Bottle. Oh, yeah. about that. That's a great scene. <laughs> they go get the sunstone, and Jet buys a bottle of uh, alcohol and fucking beats up the Blue Brothers with it. And it's so <laughs> funny. Yeah, I completely forgot about that whole scene. But see, the fact that we don't have anything else to talk about after that. Well, like... then we can talk about the fucking yeah. smoking, which is just fucking hilarious. That was pretty good. <laughs> and I like that Spike was just like a little puff, and then Faye was like, oh. <laughs> <laughs> Uh We realize Ayn is a genius once again. Yep, that dog got this shit, homie. Yeah, uh, fucking puts the sunstone in the stupid tablet, and it's a fucking magnet. Oh, what? Of course, Ed was trying to bite it. Of course. Of course he is. <laughs> oh my gosh, this whole thing about spirituality. It's a fucking magnet. Like, you don't need a... It's not... Sp- I don't know. It's a sunstone. Yeah. It's got a lot of energy in it. 
So, uh, Spike and Faye are discussing the relationship between Jet and Mifa. And, uh, Spike's, uh, Maeve, uh, thinks it's a good relationship and Faye thinks it's a bad match. Do you guys remember what that conversation, what that was? I don't. I think I was too... <laughs> I think was I know what you were talking about. And I, I just wrote, Spike, get a lighter. Because <laughs> he lights his cigarette with the stove. <laughs> oh, yep, yep, yep. Yep, I forgot all about that, and that's great. God, I used to do that too sometimes. <laughs> oh, my God. With it in your mouth? Uh, uh, yes. On as high blast as he did it? No. <laughs> well, Not yeah. his little butane space stove. <laughs> Owens, when you Mine was just on an electric burner. <laughs> Owens, when you need to take a puff, you need to take a puff, okay? Why would you have it in your fucking <laughs> hand if you can puff and it I'm pretty sure, out? like, even, I don't know if it's before or after that, but we get a Naruto-based scene where she's like, we can do it. Oh, God. <laughs> and uh, and it, it hit me, I was like, this is why this is a Jet story and not, like, a Faye or a Spike one. Yeah. Because they would be so fucking checked out at this point. Yeah, they'd be like, well, I'm done. <laughs> And be like, how much is this stupid rock worth? <laughs> that was pretty good, yeah. How much can we sell the thing for? <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Um, although, the, going back to the relationship between Faye and uh, Spike, um, Faye basically says that, like, uh, what's it called? An older guy, f- uh, what's it called? Falling for a really young girl is like, oh, why is this guy falling for a young girl is like, is basically a death trap? I, I thought she said something like. They don't know any better or something? I don't know. Yeah, it was just one of those things, like, it's supposed to be She's remarked. just playing the stereotypes. Well, no, it's just supposed to be mocked what happened in Faye's life. Oh, that's yeah. fair. Yeah. Yeah. Good call. All right, now we can talk about, uh, well, I think we found out the powers of Syndicate member was just fucking weird. Yep. Yeah. Oh, yeah, they both go to the fucking, uh, they have a space battle. Yeah, so, hold up. <laughs> <laughs> this, what the fuck? fuck are you talking about spike <laughs> what? what they go into the space battle yeah right yeah yeah and <laughs> spike starts off by saying i guess we're just fairies granting the princess's wishes oh my gosh it's so fucking good oh <laughs> and then yeah. the interceptors come out and he's like so you must be the seven dwarves no that's wrong he does he- or he says something. He says like something that. about the seven dwarves well in the in the dub is he says uh you guys are the um Evil stepsisters. Yeah, evil. St- yeah, it was a Cinderella reference for us. Okay, in the in the sub, it's the seven dwarves, which there's more than three of them, so it makes more sense. But yeah, either way, Spike, what the hell, dude? Why he 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 he's he's digging the relationship between relationship between uh, Jet and Maeve. I don't care. It still doesn't make any sense. What the, the fairy godparents? They're there to make sure the relationship blooms. How do you not understand this reference? That makes no sense. It still makes to complete me. sense. What what did Fairy Godmother did to Cinderella? Turned her into a pumpkin. Yeah, that's oh what boy. happens. <laughs> that's what happens, Orange. The Fairy Godmother turned like, Cinderella the other into a five pumpkin. Fans. <laughs> what does that mean? How does that work? No, the Fairy no, Godmother. No, I, 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 yeah, yeah, yeah. So it, the story makes complete I sense. I see right? what you're saying. But it's still like such a weird left field thing for Spike to say. No, I, I still I, think it's weirder that Jet's what he said earlier on the bench than what he Spike said right there. No, I mean it definitely is. No, to well, me, for for me, Spike, what Jet said was weird. What Spike said is just was like out of character. Yeah, like dude, what? I I, th- I think it's completely in character. Spike just likes to make up 
like fun stuff for himself. Spike has that never like shown himself character. to be a romantic. He's not being a romantic. He's just making fun of Jet's relationship. It did seem more pokey funny than like oh, I support you. Yeah, exactly. yeah, I guess, but it's it's still in a way that was like. I, I think you're wrong, Owens. Let, let's I would, put this I would in bed. You're wrong. Spike hasn't shown himself to be a literary person either. Yeah, because Cinderella, literally. It is. No, it's not. What is wrong with you? Why is I'm this, saying you have this to be a fucking bug you so much? Did it bug it's you? It's such anything? a weird thing to say. No, it didn't. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. This I think this man just hates Cinderella. <laughs> I know. <laughs> that slipper could have fit on so many people. <laughs> what the fuck? No, no, it can't. <laughs> You tell me people can't wear the same shoes? No, they can't. It fits Explain shoe stores. No, but this one was morphed to Cinderella's feet completely. I'm cutting out the next four minutes if we go down this road. <laughs> Look, saying, all I'm saying is I thought it, it stuck out to me as a weird thing for Spike to say. <laughs> it's not weird. And Monkey disagrees. Now yeah. we can move on. Well, I'm itching to, to talk about the next thing he says. No, because this is the okay, best Okay, what's part the next the thing he says? <laughs> fuck, the, fuck everything else. Fuck the last 25 minutes of this episode. I thought... I thought... <laughs> <laughs> like, they, they formulate a plan or whatever to just blast these kids with the energy. Or the, not the kids, the, the syndicate. No. <laughs> the rock? Spike goes, now I'm shooting a rock. That's, yeah. that's Sunstone, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, that was pretty good. You know Spike wanted some fun. He doesn't want to And then we get a fucking black hole. <laughs> hey, fucking yeah, th so this dude is just like no in the gate. <laughs> yeah, he's in a force-filled like black hole. And he just wanted the closure with his daughter. So, Owens, can you explain to me how this makes sense? The I, end. I cannot. <laughs> you cannot? Okay. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I have your... <laughs> you don't have a degree in theoretical physics? <laughs> I kind of no. want to end a white doll with... I have a degree like in a anime physics. Plus, like, a minor in, like, uh, spirituality <laughs> and feng shui. Sure. Yeah, wh whatever. Fucking, uh, fucking Pow and the fucking, the fucking gold talk to each other, see cries, whatever. Like, this episode is just not good. Uh, right, session 22, no. <laughs> no, and then, uh, what's going I do like this, uh, the no-smoking area of the ship. It becomes a smoking area again. <laughs> it became a smoking area again. <laughs> yeah. And then now uh, Jet just goes by life. And he's like, the one thing uh, that I, I got away from this is I don't. Um, he loses faith in horoscopes, which I just think is hilarious. Like, he loses faith oh, in yeah. Funk Sway. That's a pretty good joke, yeah. Yeah. He hasn't cut a tree yet since, right? I don't think so. It's been a while. Uh... Um, there is one thing I do want to note in the off chance you do care about this episode at all. I learned that the last exchange between uh, Mefa and Pow in the dub and sub are pretty significantly different. Oh, really? Like the end or her, she basically, you know, she goes through the thing of like, oh, I used to hate you and whatever. Yeah. Apparently in the dub, she says, but now I don't or something like that. Right. Yeah. So in the sub, it gets cut off. at. She says, I used to despise you. I used to whatever whatever and then she says but and then the connection loses or goes away oh. so she never actually gets to say like but now i don't that would have been so much better oh uh something we forgot to talk about so pow basically leaves his family to keep them safe that's why mave 
doesn't like her dad. That's about it. Oh, yeah. That's I guess all. that is important context. Yeah, it's whatever. <laughs> Fuck it. <laughs> I, I am assuming if someone's listening, they've seen it. Uh, yeah. And I'm sorry that I'm ragging on this episode so much, but... um. No, I don't think you're going to get much pushback. Yeah. I mean, I, to be fair, I don't think it's... <laughs> by Cowboy Bebop standards, it is not great. It's probably still better than most anime trash. <laughs> <laughs> but that is all I got for this episode. Mayfa, her voice actor in the dub... I think she did, like, a really good job, because her, like, voice was a perfect, but strange, like, in a good way. Okay. It was, like, an innocent, confident, adorable, I don't know, it was just, it felt, it felt, like, interesting in a good way. I think I know what you mean, yeah. I I think, for, it's weird that, out of all the one-off characters, she feels the the least fleshed out. Because I, to be honest, I got kind of the same feeling from the Japanese voice actor that you got from the English of like, oh, there's like an innocence and naivete to her, but also there's a bit of a confidence. Mm-hmm. And I know that's kind of her shtick with feng shui and stuff, but I think that that's just more points to the voice actor for being able to pull it off. Also, in my opinion. wait a minute. Why does she want to do feng shui if she hates her dad? You think the mom is doing because feng shui? Because she doesn't really hate her dad. Yeah. I mean, the whole point is she's looking for him. Haven't she seen the Fresh Prince of Bel-Air? Yeah. Isn't his dad actually horrible? Yes. Yeah. And he <laughs> still loves his dad and wants his approval. Haven't you seen Avatar The Last Airbender? Uh, no, I haven't. Eh, it's not very good. Wouldn't oh, recommend. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> right, we're cutting that out. I don't want any hate mail from that. At me, motherfucker. No, Avatar The Last Airbender is very good. Yes. Which, I've actually been rewatching it. I'm at the beginning of season two. Uh, yo, that show is shonen as hell. Shonen? It's a genre of anime. Oh. It's so Aang good. Aang even has a staff, which is a, a whoop-ass Sun Wukong thing. I you like think Wukong. Aang is Wukong? What's that? You think Aang is, like, Wukong? No, no, Wukong is, like, the original Hero's Journey type character. Is oh, what, okay. like, people like Goku are based off of. Okay, well, I know Goku's, like, based off of Wukong, basically. Which is why he has a Limbus Cloud and a pole. Yes, exactly. Anyway, unless you guys got more, that's Boogie Woogie Feng Shui. To Session 22, Cowboy Funk, written by Keiko Nobumoto. And, uh, boy, Anthony, I hope you enjoyed it, because this is the last fun you're going to have with this show. (laughs) (laughs) Is this the one where Monkey wants to take over? No, it's so. fine. But I was just saying, I fucking love this episode. I forgot how much fun this episode is. Uh, actually, I do want Monkey to leave this because I don't want to miss anything. Yeah, go, go ahead. I mean, I you definitely feel way more... This is like a mid-tier episode for me. What is wrong with you? This is top. This is top five. It's, I wrote top ten, but we'll, we'll see at the end of it. Okay, so what's called... So the first scene opens up with a fucking teddy bear, and <laughs> <laughs> and you just see this teddy bear wherever it is, and you see this guy walking away after he drops off the teddy bear, and fucking Spike just <laughs> gives him back the teddy bear, <laughs> and of course Spike and him are having conversation, and the guy leaves the teddy bear on top of the um, what's it called escalator. I think that's what those are called. We're also introduced to yes. him as a really creepy fuck. 
at the beginning he's like laughing like cynically and stuff is that that word right yeah or not no not cynically um Uh, sadistically maniacally yeah uh so yeah and then uh spike invites the guy to a dinner right is that what happens yeah they're Um, just like talking on the escalator Oh, and Spike is also carrying around groceries, which is kind of funny. He has a... Which, why is he going for a bounty when he's going out shopping? Maybe he's a Sarda guy. I don't know. It's weird. And, Look, uh, two birds with one stone, man. Yeah, and so, uh, what's called? The guy tries to detonate the fucking teddy bear, and, uh, and Spike's like, oh, I pulled out the ignition pin. Like, what are you going to do? And he's like, oh, I have a bunch more teddy bombs. And he just pulls out his uh, fucking arm and has like 50 different watches. And he just blows them all up. <laughs> a man likes talent. What is, his name's the Teddy Bomber too, right? Yeah, he is. Teddy Bomber. Yeah, Which, that's, that's pretty good. If it's not clear, he's the Unabomber. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And so um, before the, that happens, though, um, Spike is inviting him to, I guess, dental or whatever it is. I know I said it, but he invites the guy to... Something, but basically he's just inviting the guy to prison, which is hilarious. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Now I remember what you're talking about. Okay. Yeah, which is hilarious. And then uh, after the whole thing blows up, I think. Why? Oh, I don't know what happens. I don't know if he blows up. But basically you hear fucking whistling. Or you hear the fucking uh, uh, cowboy music. Like the fucking cowboy music that everybody fucking knows. And the bounty hunter knows Spike and Andy. Like, the bounty hunter knows of Spike and Andy, which is, I think, is interesting. So, Spike has a... Only you and Andy. Yep. Yeah, for there's... I don't know if they change it in the dub, but in the sub, he's basically like, it's it's a story among criminals. You don't want to be caught by Spike Spiegel or or Cowboy Andy. Yeah. yeah. And he's like, you know me. Oh, yeah, and the Spike asks <laughs> why, why he wants to blow everything up. <laughs> and the whole gimmick of the show of this episode is the fact that Teddy never never tells anybody about why he wants to blow stuff up until the very end, which is hilarious. And uh so so he realized that Andy uh, what's called did a bunch of research on the guy and he understands the guy's motives. But then tries to capture Spike because he thinks Spike is the Teddy Bomber. This is <laughs> fucking stupid. <laughs> God, Andy's a f- <laughs> Oh my god, the incompetence of this episode is astounding. I love Andy. Andy's great. <laughs> yeah, I do, I do, like, I know you already mentioned it. I didn't want to interrupt, but he, he, I like how Spike was just like, why do you want to blow up stuff? And then Andy just whistles his way through onto yeah. our fucking screen. The fact that he had the fucking horse is hilarious, too. <laughs> like, why yeah, did he him, have a horse? <laughs> him just smashing through the window on a horse yeah. is one of my favorite parts of this episode. Andy! Andy? I think Teddy Bomber, uh, Teddy just uh, starts running away, and Spike chases after him, and Andy fucking uh, lassos him <laughs> with a fucking rope. <laughs> And of course, uh, and then Andy tramples Spike with a fucking horse. Like, what the fuck? <laughs> it's all bad for Spike in this episode. This is not Spike's episode, and I fucking um, love it. First of all, <laughs> before we keep going forward, there's there's a good exchange between Spike and Cowboy Andy where I I didn't write it down, but I want to say Spike says something like, you know, he's trying to convince him that the Teddy Bomber is actually the Teddy Bomber. So, like, look at his face, and Cowboy Andy says, like, you can't tell much from people's faces. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, that is fantastic. (laughs) (laughs) 
Also, since you guys did the dub, do you know the voice actor for Cowboy Andy? No. He is the also the voice of Timmy Turner's dad. Oh, really? That's good. Uh-huh. <laughs> He's been in other stuff too, but I figure that's his most recognizable role. And so, so Spike is back at the Bebop, and he's fucking telling Faye and Jet about the story, and Faye and Jet are just not having it. They're like, "This story is made up. Like, why did why is a guy dressed up as a cowboy on a fucking horse? Like, so it would have been more believable if he was a samurai." <laughs> exactly, I fucking love that. And Spike's like, look at my bag! Don't you see the hooves? <laughs> also, Ayn's wearing that wig. Oh, yeah. I did put that Ayn is wearing wig. <laughs> so they're gonna go get the bounty, and they have to go to the party. So everybody's dressing up. And uh, Jet dresses up as a hippie. Which is Hell yeah, hippie Jet. Yeah, hippie Jet is fantastic. Not a big fan. No? Really? I like hippie Jet. Me too. I like his weed leaf. <laughs> I like his like one line and stuff. I just eh, didn't do it for no, my No, I just like the look. See, that's what I'm saying. Like, I wouldn't fuck him. <laughs> okay. That's not what we're saying, Anthony. <laughs> yeah. Oh, sorry. Wrong podcast. My bad. <laughs> um, and I said the music is great. I don't remember the music in this. The wi- I mean, Andy's theme is most of it. And yeah, it's good. Yeah. Um, and a lot of other music, especially later on in the episode, is uh, very Ennio Morricone. If I'm probably saying his name wrong, but uh, what's it called? Ed does research on Andy and realized that Andy was in the YMCA. With I don't remember what the abbreviation was, but it's, I think it's Young Males Cowboy. I nope, I don't know what it means. Yeah, it was, I think it was some like Young Men's Cowboy Association or yeah. Young Millionaire Cowboy Association because they learn he's rich from something. <laughs> yeah, yeah they it's, learn- it's just like Young something cow- yeah Cowboy Association. And he got kicked off for being a nuisance, which is mm-hmm. hilarious. This it just makes sense for Andy. <laughs> yeah, and they 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 list all like the property damage and shit he's done. Yeah, and if it wasn't obvious just by looking at him, especially Faye really starts to drive the point home that this dude's just blonde Spike. Yep, they're basically yeah. the same person. And so I guess um, what's it called? I guess Spike figures out who the Teddy Bomb was because Ted. The guy is dressed up as a teddy bear. Which is just funny. <laughs> it's the stupidest thing ever. And so He's like, funny. how'd you know it was me? Yeah. <laughs> and and fucking Andy pulls... I think he pulls out the gun and puts it on uh, Spike and Jet. <laughs> Spike's like, you picked the wrong guy again. Like, it's the guy who's running away. <laughs> which, um... This, I think, is probably the episode where... If you have no problem with subs, definitely recommend watching it subbed because Cowboy Andy does a lot of English. Oh, really? Is and, it yeah, like English? Oh. He do- he does it pre- he's not like Jonathan Joestar yelling oh shit. Oh, okay. But at the beginning of the episode he does do like an oh shit. <laughs> That's great. Is but it Cowboy still, like, Andy in a does Cowboy accent or is it just English? I mean, it's still the Japanese VA doing it. Okay. But it's you can't really do that in a dub. <laughs> and so the teddy bomber fucking just uh, blows up the fucking uh, hotel they live in. Not hotel they live in, but the fucking hotel the party's at. And uh, and Faye, <laughs> Faye surprised to see the fucking horse. 
and uh, <laughs> the fucking horse as he goes into the elevator with Andy and the horse. Uh, well, yeah, because Andy's hot. You think so? I don't like the blonde. No, I think she was just. <laughs> no, that's why Faye went in there. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I said my next note is Spike is just mad is funny. Like Spike's just being mad about this fucking guy is hilarious. Kind of wish they were more furries in the party. Wrong podcast, Anthony. So I love this part when he comes in. Just to backtrack a little bit. <laughs> Again, I don't have it verbatim, but he says something like, "This is no ordinary steed." <laughs> he's like, "My Onyx is da 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 da." He's like, "And an excellent chess player." Oh, yeah. yeah, exactly. <laughs> and someone goes, "Some horses can't play chess." <laughs> <laughs> and then that's how the, the the bomber gets away again. <laughs> yeah. And he's like, I hate, yeah, and then when that's going on, he's like, I hate being ignored. <laughs> and then boom. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I never forgot something. And Spike is just fucking mad at Andy. <laughs> yeah, like I literally wrote, I had to, I think I watched that scene about two times just to get everything because it was so fucking, I just wrote wowzers as one of the <laughs> things. <laughs> there was just so much going on. Uh, Faye asked to ride on the horse. Of course, and he lets Faye on. <laughs> and then Faye, Faye, you can see Faye's face that she doesn't like being rode, doesn't like um, riding on the horse. <laughs> she has a really bad face. I mean, the it's fact so that funny. he's having a gunfight with Spike's ship might have something to do with it. <laughs> <laughs> it's the stupidest thing ever, though. The fact that Spike is trying to shoot uh, the Teddy Bomber guy, and then, of course, the bullets are near to Andy, and he pulls out a fucking grenade launcher. And suits his spikes. <laughs> and it's, uh, everything just hits the city. It's like so fucking awful. No, Spike so was definitely time. shooting at Cowboy Andy. <laughs> uh, the second time, yes. The first time, I, you could say he was shooting at Teddy. Which, it's funny that they choose, like... <laughs> I mean, I guess it makes sense to do a comedic episode. But if you look back through the series, Spike wrecks shit whenever he goes after a bounty. Oh, yeah. They, they always talk about that, and the, they talked about that in the very beginning. Yeah, I mean, they talked about it. Yeah, I mean, they kind of hint at it, but now they're, like, really showing it and calling attention to the fact that, like, oh, yeah, he does so, like, he ruins probably a lot of lives going after bounties. Yeah. Uh, so, is this Andy creates damage? Uh, Teddy, I said, uh, oh, yeah, and then Spike shoots at him and creates more damage. <laughs> and then Teddy God, they crashes. just go. Yeah. <laughs> I just love that he's sitting there hiding in the alley, like, here they come, and they just leave him to go fucking wreck the city. <laughs> no, fucking Teddy crashes. Yeah, yeah, but, the, like, when they, he's getting all scared and shit, because he sees them coming, and then they just pass him up. Yeah, and he just goes after Spike. And then, uh, I guess it ends right there. And Spike fucking, he's lost it. <laughs> yeah, Spike is so fucking mad. It's it's just a great episode of Spike. <laughs> Not being Spike. <laughs> Spike just wants to be the cool guy and goddamn Andy's just ruining his style. And so we get we get the uh we get the next scene is the uh is a scene of an Andy ship. And the fact that the horse stable is in the fucking living room is hilarious. Well it's a ship, where else are they gonna put him? <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't know. I thought his ship might have another level. You mean the cowboy? The bebop is not. It's a big ship. I'm wondering if Andy has a decent sized ship. Since he's super rich and all. Bet he's got a big ship. 
So yeah, so we're in the scene right where he's got the horse or no. <laughs> 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 Listen, I've never, I don't mess with horses. I've never seen a jealous horse, but that was a jealous horse. Oh, really? I did not think this horse was jealous, but... I don't know. I if a horse could have a face, I believe that horse had a face, and it did not approve of face. <laughs> I did not think that... I up, didn't pick that up right. either, but I like it. <laughs> yeah, I like it too. I could be reading into things, but... I feel like in 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 the in the, the fun of this episode, that may have been a, a thing. So, uh, Faye and Andy are eating the Son of a Gun Stew, <laughs> which is the dumbest name for so stew. So good. Why? <laughs> son of a Gun Stew. <laughs> yeah. With a stupid face on it. Faye and Andy talks, uh, just talk about why, I guess, Andy's going after bounties, and he just likes to throw up the bounties. I super love that Faye was so into this dude, but literally as soon as he starts talking, she's like, oh, Christ. <laughs> this guy sucks. <laughs> Fucking fake. Her also her fake laughs all throughout the scene are so good. <laughs> yeah. Oh, and then we get to the thing where uh, Jet says no one um wants to go after uh, Teddy just because they get blown up now. Like no one's going after the bounty. Face says Spike and Andy are really similar, which they are. They're basically the same person. Except Spike's cool and Andy Cowboy Andy is fucking cool too. I mean, the guy's a fucking cowboy in space. Like, how cool can you be? Epic foreshadowing. <laughs> <laughs> Which, uh, dude, I might be crazy, but I'm almost certain that they just took the face. <laughs> they just took faces. About to say something about Jesus it. Jesus Christ. They just took Spike's face and put blonde hair yes, on it. Yes, they did. They, I found it. Uh, I think it was the part where they're face to face. I'm skipping a scene ahead when, when like, the Teddy Bomber's right there or whatever. And they meet face to face. They had the exact same fucking chins and the noses. So I'm pretty sure you're right. But I, I really love that scene too. Where the teddy bomber thinks he's like outsmarted them kind yeah. of. <laughs> and Spike's just waiting, like already behind him waiting on Andy. <laughs> well, um, before that we get we get a scene with Big Shot. No, he didn't think he outsmarted them. Oh yeah, shit. Oh, that's yeah, the boy ahead. Fuck it. Oh wait, no, I'm thinking of something uh, else. Oh, no. But uh, they get they get big shots and big shots. Um, what's it called? Is talking about Teddy the Teddy Bomber guy, and, <laughs> and Teddy Bomber sends them a message, and they're reading through the message oh, yeah. and they're like, oh, yeah. and they get to the part where it's like the reason why I want to blow these things up, and they're like, oh, that's the end of the show. <laughs> yep. <laughs> no one gives a fuck Poor about this guy. Fuck him for blowing up buildings. Who gives a fuck? He's not killing anybody. <laughs> Oh, Jet and Faye both say that they're out. They don't want to chase against Teddy anymore. Mm -hmm. Spike does. Yeah, I'm out. Uh, Spike, um, I guess, meets up with Teddy Bomber. Well, they they figured out well how Teddy Bomber was killing. Well, not killing, but uh, blowing blowing stuff up. He's mm -hmm. literally just blowing the biggest thing that's around, and that's his ammo, which is hilarious. Like that's his pattern. <laughs> and Spike kills whistling. And he just looks around, seeing if it's Andy, but just one some random guy. <laughs> See, I what I love about that scene, I, I it's definitely earlier too, but that's the scene is the one where I think I really realized it. Andy is not whistling; like his mouth is just like his mouth is closed, and I feel like that's deliberate. 
Because if they wanted him to come in whistling, they would have done it, right? I thought he was at the first one. I don't know. It's weird. He, because, like, I kind of think that he has a boombox set up on his horse. But I know it's not him whistling. I mean, I, I don't know what the source is. I just love the idea that that whistling kicks in and there's just something where, like, oh, fuck. It's Somehow people horse. just know he's coming. Yeah, just, um, what's called? I'm playing Last of Us right now, you guys, and uh, whistles. I have PTSDs from them. Fucking whistles. <laughs> Fucking whistles. God damn it. Also, to your earlier point, um, he didn't think he outsmarted them. Uh, he was, he, like he, he got annoyed. Like, he was like, why aren't they here yet? I said the time. And then Spike's behind him, and Teddy Bomber's, like, mad that he's late. Oh, that's, yeah, that's what it was. <laughs> and then Andy shows up and uh, points the gun at Spike again, because he does not know who Teddy is. Like... No, that time he remembers. Really? Put... He's like, you finally remember me. Yeah. Yeah, they showed up for each other. They didn't care about Teddy Oh, Bar. yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, because that was the best part is, like, he showed up and he kind of, like, surprised Teddy. And he was like, you're late. And then he was like, uh-huh. He's just looking around trying to find Andy. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, whatever. Uh, Spike and Andy just want to fight. They don't really care about Teddy. <laughs> yeah, Teddy starts saying something. Then they hear the whistling. And Spike's like, shh. And we just see that's the old guy. Yep. <laughs> So, um, what's God? <laughs> and so they want to fight, but then Teddy, do, does he stop blowing up stuff or does he just like stop? No, he runs to the does elevator. He just went to the elevator. Yeah. And, and his bike's yep. like, oh no, we have to, we have to get him before, um, what's God? Before we blow stuff up. And so both him, Spike and Andy both go to the elevator and it, and Teddy Bumble's like, oh, I have, um, what's God? I've outwit you guys. Like you guys are trapped in the elevator. And then Spike opens up the control panel and is like, oh, but really, I knew you was going to do that. And it starts putting the code in the end. It's like, oh, really? Well, I changed the code too. And it, and then Spike's like, so it's back to the original code. Oh, fuck, I don't remember the original code. <laughs> <laughs> that was pretty good. <laughs> I reverted it. I did too. <laughs> yeah, they're basically showing you that fucking Andy and Spike was just the same person. <laughs> And then Teddy just tells him, uh, Teddy just goes through this whole monologue about how he put a bunch of teddy bears up top of the building and it's going to blow up and stuff like that. My friends will meet you up there. So one thing that I was like really like yelling at my TV screen was like, so you see, you see Teddy on the other elevator and then you see Spike and Andy in the other elevator. And I'm just like, how come they're not shooting their guns inside this fucking elevator? Like, am I the only one that's like, I know Spike is carrying a gun. We know that Andy's carrying a gun. Why did he not shoot the elevator? And then the next scene explains to why why you don't shoot an elevator. Apparently, it's bulletproof. <laughs> didn't know that. Oh yeah, yeah. I didn't I even think about too. that. Yeah, because I was like, I know they don't want to shoot him because they want to arrest him. But I was like, I guess. Oh, you're talking about shooting out. And then, like, yep, yep, they did yeah. show. Andy starts <laughs> shooting everywhere, and Spike's yelling, at, it's, "It's bulletproof!" Fucking Andy, dude. <laughs> I love Andy. So uh, Spike is looking for a way out, and he sees the hats on the elevator, and he opens up the hats, and both him and Andy wants to get out of there first, which is like, what the fuck, you guys, you guys were about to die. I hate him. <laughs> and, I hate him so much. You guys both want to get out at the same time. You guys have enough time for one of you guys to get out and the other person to get out, but the fact that you both are fighting just to get out is the stupidest shit ever. And it, it makes complete sense <laughs> in the context of the episode. These guys' ego is so big that they're willing to die than let anybody go in first. And so we see an explosion. 
that's the end of Spike and Andy. After that, uh, the fucking villain Teddy is all happy. He's like, oh, I got rid of those two. And then Phases comes in with the fucking glove. You guys see the fucking glove? With a punch to the Teddy and knocks him out. Punch to the what? Punch to Teddy. Punch yeah. Teddy. Oh, knock okay. Knock the yeah, fuck exactly. out of him. Fucking love that. <laughs> and then what do they what do they say when they're running up the building? They call them like chickens or something. Monkeys. Yeah. Oh, they, yeah. They call them yeah. monkeys. She's like, look at them looking like monkeys. Fucking Andy and Spike are literally just running on top of the. Rooftop. I think my favorite scene about that is like on the on the when they're at the bottom, right? It's all like blue skies with white puffy clouds, <laughs> and at the top, it's just like red fucking fire burning. Everything is just. They brought Sergio Leone in real quick. <laughs> Everyone's so angry. Spike <laughs> and they really want to kill each other. They both put out guns and start shooting at each other. <laughs> Fucking Andy with the revolver and Spike with the to see. I don't know what he carries. You know what he carries, Owens? I do not. Okay, well, good thing you're the host. <laughs> <laughs> hey, you're you're hosting this episode. You're supposed to come with that shit. Hey, the host doesn't blame other people, Owens. Yeah, <laughs> this <why>. host does. <laughs> Quick Google search of uh, popular guns back in 1998. No, th- there was a Pacific gun that Spike uses. Like, it's not. It's like. A Deagle? It's not a Deagle. No. Bullshit. <laughs> it's too small to be a Deagle. No, I just said it because it rhymes with Spiegel. Oh, I hate you. Why, that's really Spike dumb. Spiegel's signature pistol is an IMI Jericho 941R chambered in 9x19mm. You know what any of that means on uh, paper? No! <laughs> Obviously not. What does that mean, paper slate? <laughs> right, I don't know a whole lot about it, but the first part would just be the gun, so it'd be like, uh, see, the 9 would be the 9mm, and then the 19 would be the uh, how many rounds are in the clip, pretty much. And that's that's really about all I know. Oh, you don't know nothing about the Jericho? Not, no, that's... Uh, I, very, I know very little about guns. I know a little bit about Glock and a little bit about Sig, and that's about it. Oh, so um, we get the fight scene between Spike and Andy. And sorry to say to you guys, Spike loses. Spike loses Hell the yeah, fight Spike against loses. Andy. <laughs> I can't believe Spike loses. But it's like all shenanigans how he loses. You know what I'm saying? Nah, maybe yeah. you should have watched his footing better. Yeah. <laughs> so he loses. Uh, Andy takes the high ground. Spike gets so mad that he punches the table and <laughs> causes the roof to collapse. <laughs> and Andy falls down and Andy's like, okay, you win, Spike. <laughs> You're a true cowboy, have my hat. <laughs> yeah, give him the hat. And says, does he say Space Cowboy White Hill or later? Yep, that's yeah. why he says, see you, Space he Cowboy. Says, see you, Space Cowboy, yes. and I fucking lost it. <laughs> so I actually good. yelled at the screen. <laughs> fucking love this. Yeah, I probably would have had the same reaction if I didn't know it was coming. <laughs> But then we get a great scene of the fucking horse riding the fucking elevator to the top. <laughs> yeah, that is fantastic. Maybe that horse does play chess. <laughs> yeah, maybe the horse is smarter than Andy. <laughs> it's a data horse. Yeah. I'm still so mad that the horse just comes out of the elevator. <laughs> it's so oh, funny. God. I love it. It's, it's hilarious, but I just... Uh. So, um, I don't know which number this is, the, but the Bebop crew actually did catch Teddy Bombo, so... That's another one. And, uh, I think we're on like five. Yeah. <laughs> out of, That's generous. <laughs> out of 26 episodes, we have five. Well, they do get two in one episode. Yeah, something like that. And then we have a scene with, um, what's it called? Ayn is riding Ed, and Ed <laughs> is the cowboy. <laughs> Which is great. And then we get, um, what's it called? The transportation between Teddy and the police finally 
um, asks what why Teddy was blowing up all the buildings, and like the episode, I don't really fucking care. But then we get a fucking scene with Andy riding a horse, and he's what? He's whoa, a, whoa, whoa, hold up, hold up, hold up. Yeah, I was about to say, Orange ain't gonna let you pass out. Oh my up. god, it's okay, go on. First of all, Teddy Bomber is straight up the Unabomber, which we already mentioned, because their message is basically the same, and it's. I mean, capitalism it's, without it's, philosophy. It's yeah, it's basically anti-capitalism, <laughs> which I, I think it's kind of important to acknowledge that they insert that bit of social philosophy here, considering the next episode. They even also, they also mentioned colonization and stuff in that too. The little speech. Yeah, which you know, Japan had problems with China for a long time, <laughs> so that makes a lot of sense. Right now, China's having trouble with China. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah. Try and blow past my political message. Fuck you. <laughs> Anti-capitalism. I'm on Teddy. Oh, nope. Hold on. I'm not saying that. That's going to get me on a list. <laughs> <laughs> and we never heard from Orange again. Oh, hold on, guys. I just heard my doorbell. Be right back. Yeah, uh, he's getting swatted. He has, after that, we get the, the samurai. <laughs> <laughs> the thing that Faye was talking about. <laughs> like, I believe it yeah, was. She's like a samurai, I could believe. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Oh, that's fucking hilarious. So, quick, I, I have to ask this. I'm, Monkey, I'm sure you you probably know because you've watched a lot of anime. Monkey, do you have, or not Monkey, sorry. Anthony, do you have any idea who Miyamoto Musashi is? No. Do you know, Sal? No, I do not. Really? You, you might say something and I it might store up something, but... So, Miyamoto Musashi is a real guy. Okay. And he's, like, super legendary as, like, the greatest swordsman to ever live. Um, he's famous for beating people with a boat oar. <laughs> or, like, just other stuff that you could basically use as a weapon. But, yeah, Musashi is just by, like, far and away the most famous legendary samurai to ever have existed in some form. Okay. The horse name, I couldn't find anything. I mean, I, I knew about Musashi beforehand, but the horse name, I tried to look up to see if that was a reference to anything. I couldn't figure it out if it was. Are you talking about Onyx? <laughs> no, Onyx, I have no... That's a Pokemon, obviously. It's also a color. Okay, wow, way to attack me. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, Jiromaru, I believe, is what he calls his horse now. Oh, really? I don't know what that one yeah. is. Yeah, he, he did rename his, his horse. horse. Yeah, he did rename his horse. But uh, I tried looking it up, and I couldn't find anything. So I don't know if that's a reference to something or not. But I do think the fact that he renamed... I don't know where Cowboy Andy comes from other than just, like, trying to pick the fucking most American-sounding name you can. The fact that he renamed himself to Musashi, it's kind of a fun insight into Andy's character, I think, in how he is just a rich kid playing games, basically. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. He's done being a bounty hunter now. He's going to drop being a samurai, but he wants to be the cool samurai. I just can't offer anything because I don't know shit about yeah. Musashi. <laughs> well, I mean, uh, if you if you consider his character through like the whole thing, he is very like almost over the top, a spaghetti western caricature, but in a comedic way. Yeah, no, it makes complete sense where you're coming from. Like, not where you're coming from, but I'd love to see the spinoff where he like <laughs> where he's like Don Quixote now. <laughs> no, I would love to see like just Cowboy Andy and Spike's role. Like, just see episodes of Cowboy Andy instead of Spike and see how he would deal with situations. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's obvious. He would give up and go do something else. <laughs> yeah, you might, right? Uh, That's what he did with Spike. Yeah. 
I mean, Cal I mean, the thing is, Cowboy Andy was actually... I'm guessing he was a decent bounty hunter if the guy knew who Andy was. Oh, he was a destructive bounty hunter. <laughs> yeah, still no, still like a thing. I mean, Spike's not a good bounty hunter. Yeah, he's also pretty bad. Also, I do like that <laughs> the guard seems like oddly comforting to Teddy Bomber. <laughs> <laughs> like he listens to his message and then puts his hand on his shoulder like, yeah, I hear you, man. Yeah. Oh, I don't know if you guys know this, but this is one of my favorite episodes in Cowboy Bebop, just because it's <laughs> fucking fun. I just want to point out, I was just quickly reading <laughs> about Musashi. Yeah, he's pretty fucking badass, right? So, the the, the one I think that you got with the where he, the broken oar or whatever, uh, apparently, in one of his duels, where he dueled some guy named Sasaki Kojiro, uh, that guy was known as the Demon of the Western Provinces, and he had a Nodashi. The, the Japanese greatsword. Mm -hmm. And then Musashi came very late and unkept. <laughs> and, uh, like, everyone was already pissed that he would, like, because that was, I guess, uh, dishonorable and disrespectful to show up late to the duel. Sure. And all he had was a boken, which was basically a training sword mm -hmm. that he made out of his wooden ore. A wooden training sword. That he made himself. Yes. On the fly. Probably on the way there. It's like, oh, fuck, I forgot my sword. And then, like, he just, as soon as he killed him, he just left. Yeah, he's a very, very interesting figure. Why are there not <laughs> movies based on this guy? There probably are. What's his name? Um, M Miyamoto Musashi. Miyamoto Musashi. Okay. You could just Google Musashi, probably, and he'd come up. Yeah, it's he's known pretty uh, fun exclusively fact. as Musashi. Uh, father of Nintendo, Shigeru Miyamoto, is his descendant. Wow. <laughs> I don't know if that, that's probably not true. <laughs> I made that up. That'd be fucking cool, though. Alright, well, well, Monkey looks up Musashi. Yeah. Um, first of all, this episode's end card is Sea Space Samurai. Yeah, Sea Space Samurai. It's so funny. All right, let's get into session 23, Brain Scratch, written by Dai Soto. This is a weird-ass episode. It is a weird episode. Uh, it starts off right away with the cult video. Yep. I said you all the fucking showman at the start. Yeah, all the flashing images. It's like probably like almost two minutes long that that happens. Yeah, it's the entire open. Is this weird ass scratch episode? Right, scratch is that their name? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. The whole objective is to put their mind into the computer. I don't even think we got that from the beginning. That's what we put just down. got this cult. Yeah, I think we just got it that that it was like some sort of ascendancy cult, basically. Um, I don't have a lot until we get to fucking Faye. <laughs> uh, yeah, I don't have a ton either. I. Oh, oh, yeah, they they do say something about, like, oh, uploading their brains or whatever. Uh, what's it called? Computer game? Like, it's a game. Like, it's a video game. They mm -hmm. uh, put the brainwaves inside the game. And that's how they're doing the fucking, um, putting their mind in the computer. Uh, Did we get that from the beginning, too? Yeah. Yeah. Because, like, is this shows the kid, like, do, because the very beginning of it is just a bunch of TV shows or commercials. 
And is this? Uh, yeah. And then so is that kid like moving his hands or something like that? Even though it's brainwaves. But, well, see, that's what I, I thought. It was two different things. It was that was a commercial for the, like the VR game, and then he was flipping channels, and then he also got the. No, the computer the computer game goes by brainwaves. They they specifically say that. You know what? I'll, I'll just mention it at the top. It really doesn't beat you in the face with it until the end, but it, it's maybe important to consider a couple things through the lens of it. This episode is very obviously uh, anti-media and anti-consumerism. Yep. So, you know, that, that's just They didn't beat thing. around the bush on that. No, <laughs> but they, they don't say it until the very end, so I figure I might as well say it at the top. Uh, so, what's his name? Lando? Is the cult leader's name? Landis. Landis, okay. <laughs> no, it's Lando Calrissian. Okay, so Landis uh, is a cult leader. And then we get a fucking great commercial of um, people doing exercising. And you get to be a DJ while you're epi- exercising. I, dude, I love that because if you told me that that was a real product in 1995, I would believe you. <laughs> dude, And I don't know if you guys mentioned or saw that, but the woman who's doing the thing was introduced as a cosmic fitness champion. <laughs> <laughs> I really? missed that. I missed that too. I'm pretty sure. Yeah. She's the cosmic fitness champion. I'm like 90% sure I didn't make that up. That's awesome. Uh, so we, and then the, I, we get a bunch of commotions, but the, uh, the main one that everybody wants to talk about is this the cult, uh, the cult show, wherever it is. And you see Faye describing how she wants, how she doesn't believe in debt because of the cult and stuff like that. Uh, because of actually, course. hold on. Oh. Sorry, go ahead, Anthony. Of course, facing the cult. Oh, well, okay, before we get to that, I actually do want to mention the uh, the actual commercial for the Brain Dream. Because <laughs> that was dream. perfect, like, 3 a.m. infomercial commercial mm-hmm. with the person, like, picking up their bundle of 15 controllers and they're all tied together. Yep. Oh, yeah, that's Dump, the Just, like, system, dumping an endless stream of them into the Why trash. It's such I a good commercial. What's up? You ever seen that like the picture of the dude trying to hold all the limes? No. Oh, every time I think about like every time I see the or the the white people struggling compilations, which is just a compilation of those. They're so good. Oh, it's so funny. But yeah, you guys can talk about the episode or whatever now. I don't care. All right, back to anime. Jesus Christ. <laughs> well, that's a good commercial for the brain dream. Yeah, because this is where the first, like, after the brain dream, this is where the first time I get the digital data brainwave stuff. Well, did you, did you want to say more about, like, the, the cult thing with Faye? No, I was just like, that just sounds, like, right at, like, I didn't think about it initially, because I wasn't really trying to predict anything for the mm-hmm. episode, because it was just interesting, but, of course, like, it just comes in on this girl with, like, purple hair, and you're like, of course <laughs> Faye's in a fucking cult, why wouldn't she be? And Well, and to be fair, like, when she explains it, and you consider it, like, yeah, it kind of makes sense that someone like Faye would be susceptible to a cult like that. Yeah, because at first I was like, oh, she's trying to get a bounty. And then they're like, oh, that's where she went. And I was like, oh, my God. <laughs> I love Faye's acting as inside the cult. It's just so Faye. You know what I mean? Putting that. Yeah. Putting the act on. <clears throat> and then we see that fucking Spike is just watching TV. And then he tells Jet the. <laughs> this is where Faye went to. And just like, oh, I was wondering where she went to. Yeah. Faye left <laughs> again. <laughs> they're, they're done chasing after, it looks like. Well, kind get, of. Well, I, I think it's less that, especially since, like, you know, 
Spike calls out for Jet, and Jet is like, it'll be ready soon, and Spike's like, I don't care, come here. Yeah, we found her. It, it was more like they trusted that she would come back. Yeah. That makes sense. That's the way I look at it. It's like, oh, Faye left. Okay, she's going to tell us whenever she comes back. She's like a cat. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's a good way to look at Faye. Yeah. Just like a cat. Just like a cat. Uh, so, there's also other, I guess, uh, TV shows or whatever it is that Landis is a scientist. And he was gone for half a century. Which was his half a century. Was that 50 years? 50 years. Yes. Okay. So, he was gone for that long. And then uh, they have their dinner. Can we talk about my favorite scene in this entire three stretch of episodes? Which is the dinner scene. There's a better scene in Cowboy Andy's episode. There is not. Because they're sitting there eating their cereal. And Ed pours (laughs) their milk into it. And Spike looks over. Uh And looks back and is like, hmm. And pours his beer into it. He's such an (laughs) idiot. Also... Does uh does Jet have uh what's it called beef and bell peppers or whatever it's called? No, I, th- I thought they were all just eating cereal. Oh, okay, and then uh, and then Spike is forcing his food down his throat basically. <laughs> <laughs> he takes one bite. He's like, "This is aw-. He, he hates it clearly. Yeah. Then Jet says something. Spike gets mad and just starts shoveling it down. <laughs> <laughs> but um, I just I I I love the implication that he never thought of doing that before. Until he sees Ed pour her milk in it. It's so dumb. And, and that also he doesn't see like milk, beer, whatever. <laughs> it's wet. It's fine. And then we see Faye is in a random fucking place with a bunch of TVs. And we didn't we didn't know this, but I guess it's just all bounty hunters that's dead on the ground. Mm-hmm. Uh, this is only for me. Yeah, at the time yeah. we do not know that. Oh, they did have a gun, though. One of them, like the last one, yeah, showed they had a gun. I'm just saying, the first time, like, not first time. I, I don't remember. I just remember this whole cult thing. I don't remember them being bounty hunters. So I just thought they was just. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. No, I think the, I think they, what they try to imply is that, oh, look, there's a, a dead body. Look, there's another dead body. Oh, look, yeah. this one had a gun. Uh, and that was about it. So I, I what what's here is only for me. And if anyone is listening to this who likes Persona 4, but I got major <laughs> Persona 4 opening vibes from the reveal of that TV tower. I also got some Destiny vibes. I don't know if you guys, I know some of you played it, but did you guys ever like raid hardcore? No. no. I think the third raid of Destiny 1, I could be wrong. I'm pretty sure it was uh, the King's Fall raid. There's a like a huge TV area. Oh, okay. And that's that was the vibes I was picking up on this, too. Oh, okay. Which, now that I... Because I saw that, and I was like, I wonder if they got that from Bebop. And I could be... Like I said, I can't remember exactly which raid it was, but I'm pretty sure it was the King's Fall. Okay. Bunch of TVs. I'm a fan of a TV tower. And so, um, we, we see Faye is looking forward to the guy, and, uh... I don't know how that scene ends, but... Whatever. Uh, so, Ed is searching the internet. Was, it's just great to see the internet during that time. Is this so weird? I thought she was hacking, right? Yeah, so she's hacking, and Spike and Jet are, like, doing yeah, groundwork. I don't think her fish stuff is internet. Oh, is yeah. it? Okay, I thought she was supposed to. No, I think that's her in the hack mode. It, I mean, yeah. Um, which, <laughs> the music during this is so good, it's, like, weirdly jaunty. Yeah. This is where they're doing their, like, bounty hunter work? Yeah, yeah. where they're trying to figure out stuff this about This is Londis. one of the first times we've actually seen them do the searching work, right? No, because uh, they did we it had it Edward. when they were looking for... 
Yeah, exactly. When they were looking for Ed, and I think they did it one other time. Yeah, they were looking for Ed. Gotcha, because I, I, I made a note, because I was like, I don't, we don't usually see them. They usually just, like, wind up on the person. Also, Jet does a lot of research. Like, those few episodes when Jet's figuring stuff out. And, of course, I get why we see that. It's because they can't fucking find anything. Right. Well, uh, So there's no story, you know. Well, it's, it has one of my the scenes I like the most, which is this, uh, Spike speaking to the fucking person who's handing out flyers. It's, it, uh, <laughs> Which one? It's the first one. And uh, they're like, oh, do you want to send with us and everything? And Spike's like trying to, yeah, I just want to meet your leader, dude. Like, come on, dude. Can I just meet him? And uh, the guy's handing out flyers and he tries to give it to this one guy. And the guy grabs it and just throws it on the ground. And they're just telling you that all the paper on the ground is the people just letting go of the flyers. <laughs> When they get That's it. right. There were all the papers already on the yeah. ground, right? Yeah. I, 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 yep. Yeah, it's so good. And then Jet's talking to this old guy, and it's kind of funny because if you look at the pixel, it basically tells you that um, Londis is a made-up guy because he does not show up on the pixel. Hmm. I didn't catch that. I mean, I mean, it's just it's basically the what's called the guy and like the ward people. Like you don't see Londis at all. So I don't know. That must be why Jet knew that Londis didn't exist or something like that, but he's the one that cracks it, isn't he? Um, no, I believe no. Ayn does. That's Ayn. But we'll get to that. <laughs> to get to, uh, uh, like, on a more serious note, I guess, Big Shot is cancelled. Oh my gosh, yeah, I know! Last episode of Big Shot. But yeah, so so they're going over this thing, um, what's it called? We realized that Landis, so whatever his name, Londis, whatever his name is, is 95 years old, uh, and then the guy, the guy from Big Shots basically said, oh, you were canceled, which is really fucking weird, the fact that Gore doesn't know about this, and but I love the fact, I love the yeah, fact that, that Gore loses her so cute Yeah, and then she breaks character and, like, and is so pissed. <laughs> Let's see after I tell my agent. Yeah, I'm talking to like, my damn agent. And yeah. they cut the speed. Oh, and it adds Spike and Jet can't find anything. I think there's another, um, yeah, so I think... Yeah, they goes back to them looking for stuff, mm-hmm. and I don't. Uh, I kind of. Do you guys know when Tomb Raider was invented? Or uh, probably the nineties. I think the first one was on the PS One. I'm, I'm gonna check it out. Yeah, ninety six. It looks like so. This will be two years later, right? Uh, yeah. This came out in ninety seven or ninety eight. Between ninety seven yeah. and ninety nine, I think was Cowboy Gotcha. Because I don't know if you saw that when they were in the video game store doing the looking for the VR when they grab one. I did not. Is there is a There's a character that looks very specific. Copyright, I'm sure, was an issue to Tomb Raider. But they spelled it T-O-O-N, Tune, and then R-A-Y, and then D-O-O-R, I think. Tumblr, just <laughs> let me look. Tune Ray Door. Oh, shit, I see it. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that doesn't look like Lara Croft, though. No, it doesn't look like the like the one we know. It may look like the, more like the 90s something. It does not. <laughs> You can tell because Jet isn't being poked by triangles right now. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> Listen, that was the first time. No, I'm just kidding. Oh yeah, it doesn't really. That's a good catch though. I don't even know how you noticed that. Jesus. I just, my eyes went to that for some reason. <laughs> like they were talking about the thing. I was like, I already know what that does. And then I started looking around, I guess. And I was like, oh, that's a fucking Tomb Raider. So we get a message from Faye. Anybody remember the message? Hmm. Okay. Yeah, I do. Well, I don't remember what it said, but she she was basically like, "Hey, I found something," yeah, and then passed so. out, right? And then that, and then uh, Jet goes to the toy store, and we forgot the hilarious scene that Jet's like, 
in the toy store, and you have to remember, guys, this is the 1990s. Video games were originally inside toy stores. Hell yeah, dude. I bought so many games from an EB Games. Well, is EB Games a toy store? But that was probably in your teens, though, right? I'm saying mm. I'm saying a toy store like Toys R Us. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah toy sorry. Toy store, yeah. So, yeah, yeah. that's probably more so, accurate. It was really weird. It's really weird going back to this episode and seeing that Jet is buying a video game system in a toy store with a bunch of little kids, which is really funny. And he has to stand in line. And he just, he just feels, he feels really off just because he's the only grown man in this line. <laughs> and he's yelling at yeah. someone through his phone. <laughs> the way he was hitting on that young girl the last episode, I don't know. God damn. Nope, now the FBI are at your door. Oh, fuck. Kitty, get him. <laughs> okay, so, and then Jet gets the fucking thing, and now we can discuss what happens in the scene. Well, I don't uh, have no, much I don't to want s- to. I don't care. Did I didn't have much to say about the scene. You know, they're going into hack. Did any of you catch what uh, Ed put as Jet's credentials? Yes. Marshall Banana. Hell yeah, Marshall Banana. I don't know what the reference is. <laughs> I don't know if it is. I'm typing in Marshall Banana. And a lot of Millennium Falcon stuff is coming up. <laughs> what? It's not a Star Wars reference, is it? Okay, no, that's just some guy's name is Marshall Banana who reviews Legos. So Jet starts getting in too deep. And Ayn is real pissed at that Data computer. Data Dog is getting pissed, Data bro. Dog, yeah. I love Ayn. He's over there going, We see Jet starting to get sucked into it and then scream and see that Ayn is biting him. that, though. Ayn yeah. is adorable, even though whenever he's carving a piece of your leg off. Which, uh, at some <laughs> later he tells Spike, like, oh yeah, Ayn bit me. <laughs> and it cuts to Ayn <laughs> looking sad. <laughs> like, I'm sorry, man. Ayn, you have nothing to be sad about. You saved that man. But, um, then, <laughs> so then, like, you know what? <laughs> Dogs have brains, too. Yeah, Let's put him in it. on Ayn? In my head, I was like, that makes sense, but that's kind of cruel. Anybody Which, understand uh, why this is happening? Like, what's the reason for this? They wanted to, I think, try and that trace was it. Their, no, yeah, that uh, was their next go. lead. It's like high frequency is making people pass out. That's what they're doing. Oh, okay. This is why Ayn was able to um, hear it, because he's a dog, and they can hear high frequency noises. You guys did not... No, I, I must have missed that. Sometimes, uh, especially since I'm watching on a sub, sometimes I'll miss like little things as I look down at my notes. You can always just pause it, but yeah, that's fine. <laughs> yeah, but why make a 20 minute episode take an hour? <laughs> Dude, I swear to God, if this podcast makes even a dollar, I'm fucking upgrading to Hulu without commercials. <laughs> Jesus Christ, dude. Well, I bought it through like Spotify, so it was like nine bucks, and they're like, if you bundle Hulu, it's like 12. And I was like, okay. I'll get Hulu for the first time ever, so I like well, twelve bucks for both of those. We're gonna need ads to fill all that baloney space that you made. <laughs> Listen, partner. Let me tell you about MeUndies. Yeah, MeUndies. Some of the most comfor- comfortable microfiber underwear you'll ever wear. That's what pe- yeah, that's what people want on the internet. Us talking about underwear. Dude, I have MeUndies because of podcasts. Dude, they're so good. Actually, I'm just saying, so, I, I you have, have MeUndies too. I'm wear- I, I wear them. They're so I will them if you want to sponsor us. Dude, I'm sending I'm sending them I will this them quick. exclusively, like me undies. Dude, there's I don't wear them exclusively, but god damn do I am I excited when I pull those fuckers out for the day. Uh anyway, so uh just just for the record, Ein's login is Gina Sanbadi. 
which I do not know what that's a reference to. I tried to find it. Yeah, that one went too fast for me. I yeah, saw no, her really log in. Too fast too. Well, I mean, I, okay, that this is an instance I actually did rewind and look it up. Or, and pause to see what it was, and I tried to look it up, and as far as I could find, Gina-san's body is not a reference to anything. It might just be, like, someone on the staff or something. Oh, it could just be a funny made-up name. Uh, it's, it's spelled S-C, or, sorry, S-Z-A-N-B-O-T-I. So, I don't know. Alright, so then we see <laughs> Super Hacker Ryan. And the best part is even Ed's a little confused, because, like, she's not typing and everything's just going on. I love that she's it, everything just happening, and then she has to like look down and be like, "Hmm, I'm not doing this." Well, it got me too. I was like, "Uh, what is going on?" And then it hit like it, that. If if I'm I'm assuming that's what they went for, and for me, it worked perfectly. It was like a what the fuck's going on? Oh, it's fucking Ein. And then Ed's kind of watching the screen, and she's got a smile on her face. It's so good. Yeah. Just watching Ein do his work. He went in, boy. <laughs> Yeah, they cut to the shot of his head flipping all over the place. Yeah, he's like twitching and shit. I'm pretty sure I, I, I took that to him doing like motion commands or whatever. You know, VR stuff. Sure. But hey, I guess we learned what a data dog <laughs> is. Well, he took the entire series. <laughs> yeah, that's true. It only took 22 episodes. Uh, well, <laughs> to be fair, Ein's introduced in episode two. Oh, sorry. 21 episodes. And then we get to Spike in like looking for Faye in that weird dilapidated building, and I absolutely love all of the hallway shots here. Yeah, it looks so good. It's weird how much like it seems like how much time they must have spent on the aesthetic of these shots for something so almost insignificant, I think. Yeah. I think Ed and Jet has quietly become my favorite dynamic in the show. <laughs> Ed and Jet? Yeah. I still like Ed Ein combo. Because, yeah, Ed Ein's pretty good. But now we get to Ed and Jet going to the hospital. Well, we found out that Lando is made up. He's not. Uh, that comes later. To, oh, yeah, they no, find no, out no, that it's, he's made it's up. Before. Yeah. yeah, you're so right. That's, yeah, yeah. Because they get that information, like, it all leads to this hospice center. Uh, the, we, so we get to the hospital, and I just love how... Ed sucks at this. <laughs> Ed is awful. She, even outside, she was like, Poppy, or whatever. She's, She's like, awful. Papa, Papa. And he's like, not yet. He's like, not yet. <laughs> I, I love this. Also, it's so weird to see Ed in a dress. I mean, it's not yeah, a dress that, that like, fits on her, but it's so funny seeing her in a dress. You're like, wow. He's <laughs> yeah, and when uh, Jet is explaining the story to the clerk, the clerk's like, that's a girl? <laughs> Are you sure? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> And I love how Jet's like, oh, she's so sad. And Eddie's like, Papa, Papa. <laughs> yeah, I don't know if they, I feel like this is something they, I wouldn't be surprised if they changed the dub. <laughs> but Jet goes like, yeah, ever since the accident happened and she hasn't been able to see him, my daughter's gone insane. I don't remember that being in that dub. I, uh, which I assume was Jet covering for her doing nothing other than saying Papa Papa and hugging him. <laughs> Despite the very Papa, sad situation Papa. he's trying to present. I'm just trying to get him back to see her brother one last time. Papa she's like, Papa. <laughs> exactly. He's like, oh, she went insane. <laughs> it's good. Next scene is uh, Spike finally confronts TV Londis. Oh, I thought I thought we see the kid first. No, we don't. I don't think we see the kid. Do we see the kid first? 
Yeah, I think uh, we see the kid, and then we get the Londis's like big speech. Okay, let's go from there. Uh, but it's I mean, like a it's a montage. Yeah, but you know, we we see the kid. We see that's just like a little kid, who is basically has created Londis. He's a vegetable. He somehow managed to hack his way into everything. Yep. And then we get the verbal showdown between Londis and Spike, where Spike starts like slowly passing out, but somehow doesn't. I don't remember that, but it might be white. I mean, you, you well, he's like he's like going down to a knee, and then he gets that like, "You haven't got me yet." Anime power. Oh, but you kind of forgot though. He's Spike. He's badass. Like, of course, he's not oh, gonna no, go down. I... <laughs> yeah, his abs <laughs> kept him propped up. <laughs> exactly. Thank you. Owens knows. He wasn't listening to any of the frequencies. He was too busy listening to the amount of compliments he's gotten from Monkey over <laughs> a few episodes. I was just saying, Faye doesn't work out. That's why she fell down like a sack of potatoes. Yeah, no sh- I, Yeah, that checks out. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, this is kind of where we get beat over the head with the media's bad, consumerism's bad. is a cult in its own, or a religion in its own. Which, you know, he's not wrong. No, it, it's kind of funny how this episode actually does describe, like, What's happening now? You know what I mean? It's still as bad as it is back then. Yeah. And, um, the, you know, the blurring of fantasy and reality, which is an interesting theme to consider. Um, but, but the main thing that I took from this is Spike yells at him, like, you want to dream, dream alone? <laughs> which, if you remember all the way back to Battle of the Fallen Angels, he references his life as a dream that he can't wake up from. <laughs> Oh, really? I don't remember that. Shit, uh, that was 17 episodes ago. I don't know what you're trying to do to me, bro. <laughs> you want to tell me that they actually meant that? Wait, I don't like, know. That was, oh, okay. Just thinking about, like, they could have done that. I mean, I wouldn't be surprised. This is a very I smart series. I too wrong, because there's really not too, too many, um, like, two or three episodes of filler, or, you know, off episodes, and then, like, Alright, now back to the main plot. Two or three episodes. But it wasn't really like that so far. Yeah, it, it's, it's mostly... It's been like, here's Spike's history. Here's Jet's history. Here's Faye's history. Here's a couple other parts of that history. But overall, you're still not going to get shit till the end. Which is just not what I've been used to in television over the past ten years. It was, it was nice. It was refreshing. For sure. That's a point I want you to keep in mind, because I do want to revisit it next episode if you are still thinking about it. <laughs> I mean, I'm going, I kind of, like, yeah, we spent 22 ep- 23 episodes and I've only got, like, four episodes of backstory. I do think most episodes do give some character insight, even if they're not plot. But just to wrap up Brain Scratch, I guess, you know, the, the Jet arrests the kid ed seemingly reprograms him so that he can keep going but not hurt anybody walks off saying hey have nice dreams this time yeah that was kind of nice yeah Yeah. jet tells uh, ed to disable like his connection to the internet but do not take out his um yeah specifically told him what to do yeah oh yeah also this part (laughs) actually really sad when you think about it yeah, because it's really this thirteen-year-old kid who's become a vegetable due to a medical accident, and as he's talking to Spike, he suddenly just starts going like, "No, wait, stop! Like, don't! I don't want to disappear." Like, yeah, but at the same time, he was alive, also trying to make everyone else vegetables. Yeah, I mean, yeah, he he has he definitely he's is doing bad stuff, but bit of a dick. But yeah, it is. It's uh, no sympathy for me. That's what I'm saying. 
Sympathy for the Devil Monkey, episode yep. six. <laughs> it's that's one of my favorite feelings in all of entertainment. Is it was a decision that's made. There's nothing good about the decision. Like there's there's a it's a lose lose situation. Yeah. And then you just watch them live with that. But I mean, although in this case you only get like another twenty seconds, but right. That is actually my favorite kind of ending in all of media. A gray one. <laughs> Yes. Yeah, I, I agree. No one wins there. <laughs> also, I, I do just want to call out the... It probably goes on for like the last five minutes of this episode, the music. It, it's very much background music, but towards the end, especially when Jet and Ed are walking out of the hospital, it really started to like connect with me, and I thought it was just so good. It's not the like jazzy, upbeat stuff we're used to from this series, but... I thought it did its job extremely well in creating the perfect mood. But uh, yeah, if we're done with Brain Scratch, um, I guess worth noting, it's not something we necessarily agreed on, but... Wait a minute, we... uh, what's the end card? Do you remember? Oh, there is no end card for this episode. Thank you for reminding me, actually. Oh, no end card, okay. Yeah, the, which is interesting yeah it goes straight into real folk blues i don't know why they did that here but i and i tried to find like people talking about it to see if i was just too stupid to understand something but i couldn't find anything so but yeah uh we are skipping the movie obviously because we should have done it by now if we were going to do it typically it would have taken place i believe between 22 and 23 and again it's not very good and the two people who have seen it agree on that so we're just gonna skip it and it comes after the series is completed so it's not like it's a big important canon thing or whatever you're not losing anything by not seeing it but yeah next week we will do 24 to 26 get some ending thoughts and wrap up cowboy bebop we'll probably try and bang out like a quick ranking or something episode so, yeah, we are going to wrap up Cowboy Bebop next week. Thanks again for listening to My First Anime. If you enjoy the show, tell your friends and leave a review. It really helps. I'm Chris Bailey, and you can find me on Twitter at Chris R. Bailey or hear me play pretend on the actualplay.network podcast. And finally, thanks to Slink for the use of 12 Speed as our intro and Winnie the Moog for the use of Speed Energy as our outro. You can come to my stream, STMonkey at Twitch, where the O is a zero in monkey, so make sure you guys remember that. Uh, I play single-player games and multiplayer games. Well, sometimes multiplayer games. Tuesdays and Fridays afternoons. You can also follow my Twitter at STMonkey. Also, always a zero. And my Instagram. Uh, my Instagram is mostly containing dog photos of my dog. He's a poodle. And situ. You can reach out and contact us on Twitter at MyFirstAnime or uh, email at MyFirstAnimePodcast at gmail.com. And if you feel so inclined, my personal Twitter and Instagram are both Sir Paperplate, where you will find only pictures of my cat. And once again, thanks for listening to 
My, My first, first anime. anime.